Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is season four, episode four of our romance novel focused podcast. My name is Alana and I am one of your hosts today. And I'm Wendy, your other host. Today we are discussing Ultimate Pie Day Party by Jackie Lau. How are you, Wendy? I'm pretty good. It's a nice rainy day in Little Rock. How about it is, yourself? It is also raining. We're I just I just exclaimed, rainy day buddies. Rainy day buddies, we're rainy queens. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um Are you about to kill someone because you're an extrovert under um shelter in place or whatever? Social distancing. I, I will say that um, that I am every single time someone wants to have like a Zoom party, I'm there. I don't know what we're t- discussing. <laughs> I'm there. Like, just tell me where it is. Just tell me where any of the parties are, and I will be there immediately. That's great. Um, though I will say that like Zoom is kind of exhausting because you're watching your own face and you're like, oh god, is that how I look? Oh yeah, uh, and it, it's great. always the worst angle. It's, it's like, how did you even find that angle? Stop why on the all these people have these laptops where the 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 um the camera is like at the bottom of the computer? Like, why? what genius engineer decided that that was a good idea? I don't know. It's just it's called Double Chin City. That's that's uh that's what Zoom is called. Double yeah, Chin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I on the other hand, as an introvert, is just like I'm just like super excited to just. <laughs> not have to have an excuse to go outside (laughs) like my usual weekends are i putter around the house and then at around 3 p.m i go oh fuck i should probably go outside (laughs) but now i don't have to do that yeah you're saving the world i'm saving the world one shut-in hour at a time whereas i am like whenever i get to go out to the grocery store or anything i'm like what am I going to wear? What mask <laughs> am I going to make? You know, like, uh-huh. like, like I'm making all these plans. Like I'm going to town. <laughs> it's a big to do. It's a, it's a huge to do. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Um, I feel like I don't think I've worn like an underwire bra <laughs> in at least two weeks. It's been amazing. Nice. nice. I'm free boobing it right now. Free boobing it. Sometimes, yeah. Someone was arguing. Support. Yeah, sometimes, well, yeah, sometimes you, you, you do, like, like, need things to kind of be in order for a bit. Mm-hmm. And when <laughs> things, your boobs, <laughs> and the when thing. you know that I mean business, and I'm going to go do some stuff, like cleaning or something, I put on that bra, and it's like, it's go time. <laughs> She's got a sports bra on. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing. That's, that's how you can tell, for sure. Yeah, so I've been drinking. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I we are drinking a drink that is very complicated. I'm calling it Happy as Pie because that's the name of the restaurant uh-huh. in the story. Okay. Does it so have pie in it? Is there pie it's garnish? Not. It's like an apple pie. I wish it had an apple. That would be the next step in this complicated drink. It is mm-hmm. um, a shot of sour apple cream liqueur that I've made and two shots of apple juice. And actually a squeeze of lemon. But, all right, are you ready for this? Okay. Uh-huh. So the apple cream liqueur is something that I made with my new book on liqueurs. And mm-hmm. it requires 
one cup vodka, one and a half large apples, two ounces walnut pieces toasted and ground, two cinnamon sticks, and a jar of tangy, creamy, simple syrup. And so what you first do is you put everything but the simple syrup in a hat in a jar and you seal it for five days until it's fragrant, basically. Then you make yourself the tangy, simple syrup and you add that to it. And the tangy, simple syrup is um, a cup of heavy cream, a cup of granulated sugar, um, one and a half cups of whole milk yogurt, Greek style. And you combine the cream and the sugar together and then you bring that to a boil and then you add in the yogurt and any, anyway, and then you put that in there and then you leave it in there for another two days. Holy and shit. It's like, anyway, so basically at the end of this, I made an apple teeny mm-hmm. with my own liqueur that I made. Wow. That's so fancy and so complicated. And so complicated. <laughs> and then I put a little cinnamon stick in it. I'm thinking about making a bonus. I was thinking about making a bonus cocktail because um, I also made a sweet pepper infused liqueur another weekend. Yeah, with peppers in it. It was real good. I'll post that. I was going to turn it into a Bloody Mary because she makes both savory and sweet pies. Oh. But it's uh, it's tasty. It's that, like, in one of my practice rounds, I dumped, like, a ton of cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to be careful when I'm, like, like drinking it, like, the extras um, <laughs> to not, you know, do the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> you should YouTube that. <laughs> it'll go viral. I'm. It'll go viral. Viral. That's a word I think I know. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do something new this time because it's because it's COVID COVID times, and a lot of my mm-hmm. friends have like been looking for like sort of entertainment that's not like complicated like it's my friends who usually watch like dramas and documentaries and they're just so overwhelmed mm. they want something fun and I'm like you know I read a lot of romance novels <laughs> and they're like actually that's an excellent idea <laughs> and so I started giving out like recommendations from our podcast mm-hmm. and I thought it would be fun to recommend some things that we've read from this mm-hmm. podcast yeah and because I am so A-type personality, I have developed what we are calling the getting lit draft. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. It's, it's like the, N- the NFL draft, but from the point of view of someone who doesn't understand anything about football. Yeah, we don't, we don't know what football we know is. Nothing. Nothing. So nothing we're, going, about football. we're going on the outsider perspective of what fantasy football is, which is some derivative of actual football. Yes, this is entirely like... An imagined, it's a derivative of a derivative of a game that you can't play right now. <laughs> so this is fun. Real, this is so, so much fun. <laughs> oh my God. And so, all right. So I asked Wendy to prepare to her, prepare today. Well, please, please pontificate the rules at first. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the because rules it, of this hard. game are, it, I don't know it if are, I did it right. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if Wendy did like because I was explaining it to her, but I was like, also like, I don't know if I was communicating. And I we was pick. really excited about winning, so <laughs> she was like, she was no, like no, 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 <laughs> this is not really a winning game. But what if I beat you to the other book? Do I get extra points? There's no points. I know, the whole time you're like, how do I crush you at this game? <laughs> yeah, what are the okay. rules so I can manipulate them to? crush it to crush it so the idea is is we pick 
three recommendations we would give from the books that we have read mm-hmm. on this podcast. And mm-hmm. then we pick two anti-picks. Those are books that we definitely think if you want to hate read something that is terrible, real mm-hmm. bad, then, then you should read these books. Oh, man. So, and the way this game works is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick first. And if I pick the same book as, as um, Wendy did, it becomes a mutual pick. But that means she can't pick it later. All right. And so. Yeah. And so take we, that, people who are listening. Do you understand <laughs> that? Me neither. <laughs> you can play too, maybe. <laughs> and then yeah, pause I got. The, pause the podcast right now. Pick your three picks for <laughs> and see if you will win. See if you win. You, you don't what win is a the draft. winning thing. What are the points? We don't know. Just make it up. You probably just won right now. Whatever it is, you won it. You, listener, won. <laughs> you did it. Great job. Keep it up. Um, also, okay, so I would like to preface this with the fact that, um, first of all, I have had no people ask me for recommendations. <laughs> Zero. Zero, 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 point zero, 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 zero. Um, And I think that's just because of my continued bad experience with giving recommendations slash them asking if I want to, I want to wreck. And then I'm like, I don't do that anymore. Also, (laughs) not a lot of my friends read, like maybe one or two. Um, So they, they don't care. They're watching. They're watching Tiger King. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I, I played this game a little differently. Sorry, Alana. Oh no. <laughs> um, also, okay. So another thing that happens, and I've told my coworkers this, that if you tell me something verbally, like hey, like my coworkers like try try to be all personable, come down, talk to me for a little bit. I I work on the like bottom level. I'm I'm in the dungeon, so. Um, they come, they come downstairs, they talk to me a little bit and then they're like, Hey, can you do this? And then I'm like, yeah, sure. They leave. I immediately lose that from my mind. Cause I'm not like, I'm for some reason, I'm not like, I can't get verbal, you know, directions. And we just did a verbal direction. <laughs> so I kind of made up my own rules. Sorry, okay. Alana. So, Continue. So it's like, it's like the game is playing itself. Yeah. At the same time. I think the game Twist. wins. And neither of us win, but the game wins. Okay. All right. So I guess based on that, I'm going to still give my first, my pick okay. for, for the draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. My first pick of books that you should read from our books is His Precious Cargo. All right. <laughs> All right. Seriously, seriously. I know you're thinking space pirate, intergalactic stripper, shirtless man in the cover on a vest. Sounds like a train wreck. Or the best train wreck. So, <laughs> yes. It's also really smart and funny and fun and and is really super cute. Um, it is so, cute. It's way fun. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, Lana, that I recommended that as a hate read. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not many people in the world can read books that they don't like. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we have experienced that with previous guest hosts. So um, 
I mean, I know I can, and I know you can, and I know I find some absurd, ridiculous um, experience from it, and I know you can. I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, for people who are like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of my like friends that are not big readers in the first place. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, here's a book that's actually good. And here's a book that's like not necessarily good, but it's a wild ride. You know? <laughs> that, and that was, for you is that for you that's his precious cargo. Yeah, it was actually nice. my first choice for the first for the three worst things to read because it is a wild ride. It is fun. There's like sexy sex. There's banter. There's a surprise prince. Spoiler. I know. There's a surprise prince. Which I mean, is, you know. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Smuggling, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, All right. Uh, so now you pick something you would recommend to people to read. Okay. So I, the book that I would most recommend to actually read that's actually good is uh, The Kiss, Kiss Quotient. Ah, interesting. You didn't, you didn't pick that? I did not pick that. Tell why me more about that? why you went. What? <laughs> See? That's the fun of this game. <laughs> we are having fun right now. <laughs> at this moment. At this, at this moment. Oh, man. No, tell me. Tell me. Why did you, you pick the kiss quotient? I thought about it. I, I, I leveled it a couple of times, and I moved in a different direction. I think, but. I think it's like it's a great introduction to romance. Because it's actually, like, good. You know, it's well-written. Um, it's interesting. There's an in- there's like you know um, what's his name Danny is his name Danny fan I think it was Danny oh my god Danny. and he is so hot he's so hot that's that's oh an important god. part of he this he is so that's hot number three he is so oh hot. my god he is so <laughs> oh my god and the way he he does alterations mm-hmm. and oh he wears god. three piece suits oh my god so fucking hot um okay so he so he's real sweet like he's big old sweet so you don't have to deal with any of those alpha male assholes that really are kind of hard to grasp (laughs) in the first place in this real world (laughs) you know um and he's super hot and you can tell he's super hot because you get some visual evidence you find out what he looks like Mm -hmm. yeah and he's an actor who you can google and be like Oh my god. Oh mm-hmm. my god. And also and, yeah. There's this really interesting element of like his culture and his background. Um he's Vietnamese, right? Yeah, I think they they were it was Vietnamese in that story, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a really interesting look at at that world, at his inner life that I really enjoyed apart from the romance. And also like her whole um the main girl Stella's issues with um autism is like very interesting as well um apart from uh cuz I really like it where I mean we've talked about how there's nebulous autism yeah 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 <laughs> as a plot point <laughs> it's just um it just furthers a plot and that's the only thing that happens and you know like this was written by somebody who is autistic from the perspective of autism about autism which i think is really important and unique you know yeah and also yeah vietnamese culture from a person who is vietnamese and I think that's also interesting and unique. So there's a lot of like interesting elements that aren't necessarily romance related. 
but it still it still does very well as a romance because the guy is hot and he's so sweet i love that part where she's like she's like looking through his bills or whatever and he finds out she finds out that he's being an escort he's by the way he's an escort (laughs) <laughs> um, he, he's an escort to pay for his mom's cancer bills and she's like the worst part is he's so sweet <laughs> she starts crying it's so great so that's my first pick Good. back to you back to me my second pick was which I've actually recommended to a couple people already mm-hmm. is my fake rake which is a gender swapped She's all that in in Regency that involves nerds and they do funny walks and there's feminism and he's so cute and so cute. There is so much friendship going on, like so much friendship. Oh, my goodness. Like everyone is friends. Everyone is friends. My singular favorite part about this is that they were like, she's like, I want you to be raked. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. I'm a nerd. And she's like, well, I'm a nerd, so I don't know how to do that. Let's research it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when his friend is telling him, like, how do we a rake? They're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then they laugh with each other at this in joke about, <laughs> about the guy. He's like, shut up. <laughs> it's so great. Man, I totally forgot about that book. It's, I was looking at the... Website. Oh, it wasn't on your list? Um, yeah, yeah. It's not out. It's not out at the time that we recorded this next one. But my fake rake. Excellent. I Excellent. give that a star as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My second one is A Princess in Theory. That's a great one. Oh man. Did you forget about that? No, I did, but I couldn't remember how I really felt about it. So I think you had mixed like- feelings mostly because of how the science department was run. Yeah, I said I thought it needed more science. In the same way <laughs> I felt want like more science. In the same way I wanted the kiss quotient to have more math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing. Like I wanted some real nerding out to happen. I want you to prove that you're yeah. But you know, oh it's so cute. And it's plus so cute. like it reminds me of Black Panther and Wakanda. I know. Wakanda. Um, yeah, it's basically Wakanda. Yeah. Um it's okay, so point one, it's funny and adorable. Like it's laugh out loud funny. And um point two, science. <laughs> she gets a scarf with like, isn't it a mitochondria on it or some sort of mm-hmm. disease? That's so fucking amazing. That's like he gets her. He gets her. Gets her. It's like how your husband made a meeting <laughs> for you. My husband did schedule a meeting on my calendar with an agenda. Because mm-hmm. uh, he gets you. And he thanked, he, and he ended the meeting early, which is like double plus meeting. <laughs> it was to make, it was to start a slow cooker for dinner, uh, which yeah. was the meeting. It was so cute. It was really great. He's great. Oh, man. Yeah, he really does get her quite a bit. And there's a really good side character, the lesbian Oh yeah, um, the lesbian. Oh, yeah. Both both Kiss Quotient and A Princess in Theory. I recommend trying the books after those two books because mm-hmm. I read um, the second book to the Kiss Quotient, and it was really cute. It I, I might have liked it better than Kiss Quotient, um, to mm-hmm. be honest. And also the Princess in Theory. I haven't gotten to those yet, but 
they all sound amazing. Like her friend is hilarious. The lesbian is hilarious. Like her friend's twin sister gets one. Like mm, there's one about a Scott who is a laird. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Oh. Yes. So um so I, I think it's important to like give recom- good recommendations of not just the that book, but also the subsequent novels. But yeah, and also like he's kind of a dick, but kind of in like not a bad way. Mm. Like there's a lot of dicks out there um in romance novels, and you either are supposed to like love them for it or just like look over it, <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> he's like he's like, I shall pretend to be a commoner. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 that's that's not a good idea. Now you will do it. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't. That's a bad idea That's you a- to tell people who you really are. <laughs> it's I like, what- <laughs> yeah. The good part is he is he gets in trouble for it, right? Yeah. There are repercussions for being a dick in this story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out for him, but he still is cute because he's like, I will be a commoner, and I because he's because like you know, and it has secret princess as well, which is excellent. Yes, and real prince, and real, prince. and she gets to be a princess, yeah. which is fun. So Mm -hmm. that I highly recommend. Nice. All right. My pick, my last pick for this, uh, this part is. Oh, sorry. That's fine. (laughs) Is Stud in the Stacks. (laughs) I knew you would pick that. Stud in the Stacks. Stud in the Stacks. You love him. I love Stud in the Stacks. Um, This uh, is a library and romance novel, which I did not expect to like. Which is about a librarian, a dude librarian, who um, is really into romance novels. So there's a lot of like intro romance novelness. But there's, but he also is the, the premise of the thing is he enters himself in a bachelor auction. auction mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy the bachelor auction thing because it creates <laughs> like an excellent meet cute. Mm-hmm. And, and I also think that like it's real cute in terms of like they're getting together and, it goes in some cute directions. Um, I know Wendy is not as big a fan of Stud in the Stacks as I am, but I also mm. felt like he was just such a cute character in many ways. Um, he was cute. I and, I would be his friend. And his um <laughs> not and his relationship with his mom is really good in the story too, which I think <laughs> yeah. is good. He he makes a lot of corny jokes. And also the cool thing about him is that when you read that back, you walk away with this huge list of other books to read. Because um, yeah. because he's always recommending books to everybody, he's like, and they're hey, real books. Yeah, you as a as a cool dude should read this, you know. And then they come back and they're like, actually, that was that was a great recommendation. <laughs> like he gets like somebody's like meathead brother into romance with a recommendation. Love it. Love it. You know. So while we were explain while. Alana was explaining this and I was not really listening, but mostly interested in winning. Um, I, I had thought to, I had asked her if um, I could aggressively pick um, options so that I would mess up her options and therefore win. And sudden stacks would be the one that I would pick. That was the (laughs) first one that I thought of. So I win is the answer. Oh, wait, was that your other pick? No, oh, okay. I, I it wasn't my my personal pick, but if I were playing 
on the offense, I would have taken that from you because I knew you uh, loved it. Uh, I do love it. I do love it. <laughs> this game doesn't have points. <laughs> um, okay, so the third book that I would suggest to read is Him. What? Really? Really? Uh, you don't like it? I Okay, actually, I did think about it. It was pretty cute. Oh, my goodness. So this is the gay hockey romance, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. two, two hot dudes falling in love on the hockey rink, you know? <laughs> friends I mean, for life. Friends, yeah. friends to lovers. One of them doesn't really realize he's gay. So that's a fun experience. Pretty hot sex. Be honest about that. Jamie is fucking adorable. Jamie is adorable. <laughs> uh, um, I, I thought it was like surprisingly nuanced for a romance novel. Um, and also sexy. Because they're too Yeah, hectic. that's true. And they do spend a lot of time talking about their feelings, which I know mm-hmm. is something that is important to you. Yes. In a romance novel. Very much so. Much so, and there was yeah, like him was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I just was like worried for my gabies. I was just worried, you know, my baby boys. They're being hurt by the outside world, and I don't like it. That might be influencing my pick, but I think it's also like you know, if you want to like give a recommendation for someone who's not necessarily like a hundred percent heteronormative gung ho. You know, it's a good option. Or if they like sports, maybe. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I liked it too. Um, This is, that was one that Catherine chose for us, right? She did. Yeah. Yeah. That one's good. Sports. Sports. What's your third? Oh, that was, that was my three. Oh, I'm done. Okay. All right. And so we move on to hate. My first worst is and this is a surprise to no one tender wings tender of wings my desire, of desire. <laughs> i would have picked that too if we were playing competitively which we're not easily one of the strangest books this is the kentucky fried chicken romance novella mm-hmm. so weird when i tell so people weird. when i talk to people about like weird shit that we read on this podcast it is mm-hmm. the first book i tell them about yeah yeah i mean like, it's it is weird postcard and everything Yes, it is easily and best drink with a garnish of a chicken wing. <laughs> it's pretty important. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a that's a great book. I I was again working from my um my own perspective of these people who don't want to read, <laughs> don't read. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I wouldn't like that that much. It's particular. That book is particularly funny. To people who know the romance tropes, because they're all over the place with romance tropes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like historical for some weird reason, you know, <laughs> but I would definitely give like deduction for no chicken puns. That was the I biggest know. problem. I know. That was really the, the biggest problem with that book. Um, okay. I already, I already shared mine. Uh, His Precious Cargo. Wild ride, fun, sexy, surprise pr- prince. <laughs> Not necessarily heavy on the like stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of adventure, but not a lot of like heaviness. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I could possibly, like, I don't know. I feel like I have a few people in mind when I'm talking about recommendations. And, like, if if I want to ease them into something, I'd be like, well, well, you should try this or you should try that, you know. Or if they were like, listen, I want, like, the weirdest thing you can send me, you know. I would choose Precious Cargo. Yeah, that book was good. It was good. All right, my uh, my number two pick for like hate reads, which obviously like would not in- encourage people, which I think is good as well. But um, my second uh, hate read is uh, "Own Own the Wind." Oh yeah, that almost made the, it on the list. <laughs> biker, the biker romance novel. That's um, <laughs> just uh, like that we read. Weird. It was weird. Wendy really liked it because they talked a lot about their feelings. Uh-huh. Like it was just soliloquies of how much they they needed to work through their issues. <laughs> and it included the best the best line of any of these. I feel it in my dick. I feel <laughs> yeah. it in my soul. I that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's so great. Yeah, it's totally nonsensical. It's just, oh man, you just like. You get this feeling that it's like, this is okay behavior? Like, this is okay? This thing that you're doing, it's fine? It's fine? Okay. You know, they're like, <laughs> she's she's like, why would you beat up my friend? Or, you know, the person that is bullying me at w- work. And he's like, well, I'm a biker and you signed up for this. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not right. You can You can choose to not be that. Mm-hmm. Remember where there was a, a long part about like um, redecorating the apartment? Right. There was a yeah. lot of that. I don't rem- recommend any of the other books. <laughs> I, think, I think I read one more. And then I was like, nah, nah. Yeah. The worst part about it is that like you get the idea that like, you know, so like hyper masculinity is like a trope and it's 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 a vehicle you know it's a it's a vehicle to a fantasy fantasy land where this kind of stuff is okay and you can be protected or whatever the fuck you want um but it's not like true <laughs> like i kind of get the idea that like what is what is the name of the author it's oh, just i don't remember it's like she's like here's some hyper masculinity and it's fine it's Kristen fun. Ashley. Yeah. Kristen Ashley, yeah. And the girls are like, this is great. And I'm like, no, it's not great. It's not. Oh my god. <laughs> well, what else was on your on your on your list for this? Um second choice was Alien Nanny for Christmas. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that love was so insane bonkers oh my god alien nanny for christmas it's like it's like somebody was like if somebody was like send me just a weird thing and i'll be like you are in for a wild ride (laughs) (laughs) like we don't even know (laughs) what's going on you and remember how i went and i read the first book of the series and i still don't know what's going on i still don't know (laughs) oh it's so great some weird spines and he was subservient in some strange way and babysitting a human child, even though he's okay with killing other children that are mean 
It's just, it's just great. Also, like flame broiling a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was a great part. Okay, you want to give your last one? Yeah. How to Marry a Millionaire Vampire. Oh, I forgot about that book. It's fun, right? It's fun. It was fun. It doesn't it make much fun. sense, but it's fun. It did not make any sense. It starts all. out with a, a vampire biting a blow-up doll and chipping his tooth and going to a night dentist. Right. It involves a dentist. I forgot yeah. about that. It's so great. Yeah, that was just a fun, nonsensical thing to read. It's just like, he's just like a guy that's just like, well, I guess I'm doing this. You know, he's like a thousand years old. He's a vampire. He owns his own empire. He's like, well, I guess this is fine. (laughs) That's my impression of him. Yeah, that was good. I remember that Heidi was on that one, and she was new to like reading something like this. And we were, she was like, "This is terrible." And we're like, eh, "It's fine." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's this so is fine. Weird. It's fine. Yeah, you know, we just read some really terrible stuff. <laughs> Actually, this is uh, this is pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So you never picked the flame and the arrow, huh? I cannot make anyone read that book. I, know, I right? It was so bad. I was explaining that to someone recently as a really terrible book. Do you remember how one character changed his name halfway through? Yeah. What the hell? And like the whole icicle thing where it's like these these uh these stalactites that take hundreds of years to do and he just like chips one off like it's nothing. What the hell, dude? What the hell, dude? There's yeah. like yeah, so that's the problem that I had is that I was like I mean I could pick the worst book, but I don't want to recommend it to anyone. I, I already have anyone bad. Have to read that. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of something where you're like what the fuck the whole time, but like in a fun way. Yeah. Not like in a I cannot believe this is what it looks like inside of someone's head. Because if I were going <laughs> to yeah. choose that, I would choose the mister. The mister, I was like, what the hell is going on inside your head? Yeah. Oh, my God. And the, those kind of books, the books that are really bad, it feels like, you know... I mean, I know that the authors are making up shit, obviously, because that's the point of authors. <laughs> but also, I'm like, you're just pulling this out of your ass every single moment. Like, you didn't even write down an outline. Like, you were just like, all right, now I'm at the computer, and I'm going to tap, tap, tappy onto this. <laughs> it's like every single one of those isn't like a NaNoWriMo version, <laughs> you know? Because you're like, what are you doing? What is the purpose of this novel? Why are you going to weird places? Remember how there was like a giant, like, three-fourths away, like, through the flame and the arrow? For yeah. no reason, we did a side mission. There was like that side mission did not make any sense. It's kind of oh like God. somebody playing a video game and they're very ADD and they get stuck on side missions like all the time to the point where they never finish the video game. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Fun game. Enjoyed. A plus. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Readers, if you have your top three, if you want to play, you should you should play. You should comment. Yeah. yeah. Comment. Comment with what your top three are. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They never do that. We always ask them to do that. And they never do that. 
we, readers, we're freaking relying on you, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. And so I think it's because we read so much crap that I don't know if everyone always reads it, which is, you know, yeah. real. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to the book. The book we read was Happy as Pie. No, sorry. Not Happy as Pie. It is. Um, I was like, "What ultimate, are we reading?" <laughs> the ultimate pie day party, and I will, re- I will read you description. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that might get my dad, a retired math teacher, to visit Toronto to have and have a real conversation with me for the first time in 17 years, it's a big nerdy pie day party. And hopefully, this party and seeing the tech company I built from nothing will event will finally lead him to to be enough to impress him and make him forgive me for everything I did as a teenager. It's got to be a really great party. That's where Sarah Winters comes in. She owns Happy as Pie, a sweet and savory pie shop, and wants to get into catering. She makes an amazing lamb rosemary pie, cherry pie, lemon lime pie, tart. You get the idea. She'll provide the food and help me plan the party, nothing more. No matter how much time we spend together, I'm not going to fall in love with her. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> and on the cover of it is no joke a um asian american man shirtless and a tower that i assume is related to toronto behind him <laughs> no pie there's no pie no on pie. that there's no pie listen at all yeah it, it should have gone the way of the alien nanny for christmas and just had a whole bunch of pies and then maybe a torso on it <laughs> Uh, so what did you think of this book, Wendy? I I enjoyed it. Um, it didn't feel like a novella. Like it was pretty short, but it it didn't feel like it was short. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's two hundred nine pages, so we were worried to be quick. But I think it I think it didn't feel like rushed the way other novellas are. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and it also like I mean. Some some books that are like five hundred pages long really should be two hundred pages, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So I I like that. That didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like they took a lot of shortcuts with the with the um relationship that they were building, and lots of descriptions of food. How did you like that, Alana? I loved the descriptions of food. Mm-hmm. I liked how they gave a lot of detail mm-hmm. um, constantly. They also went out to dinner during the story to a fancy dinner, and they described it course by course. And I'm like, please tell me more. I want to know <laughs> all about all the food you're eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, like you know, in detail, right? Like they describe every pie that she makes, mm-hmm. and oh my god! Like I'm trying to find one of the. It was, those are good descriptions. They really were. Like, there's been times where it's like, it seems like it's all about the food, but then they're like, then they ate a burrito. And you're like, what is in the burrito? Yeah, tell me, tell me. What is there? Is it rice and beans? Do you have any guac? Tell me more. Cilantro. Cilantro rice. I feel like romance novels are so visceral. It's such an opportunity to, like, really tell me about it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they are, like, constantly telling, like, so much. Oh, my God. Alani, you sound turned on. (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, the most sensual I've heard you. Oh, God. That that just got weird. We're like, trail off while I'm like searching on pages. (laughs) That chocolate hazelnut tart. 
Mm-mm. With the green. <laughs> <laughs> also, he um he wears Henleys constantly. And I, I had, had to, to look up what that was. I had to look up what a Henley was as well. And then when I when I saw what it was, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you should wear those Henleys every day, all day long. Because it's so got Henley, some muscles. Yeah, yeah. Is a buttoned up long sleeve shirt with like the little buttons in the front. Mm-hmm. It must be a Canadian thing. This was a Canadian romance novel. Person of color writer. Mm-hmm. Um, writing about um, one person of an interracial romance in Toronto. Um, and, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. The Henley thing. Once I saw it, I was like. Yes, please wear Henleys all the time, please. sir. Please I do. Think, like Angel in Angel would wear Henleys a lot. They just look really good on guys with muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you like it? I also liked it. I mean, it didn't like blow my mind in any way. Like it was, it was fun, and it was funny at times. Like I laughed a lot while reading it. Yeah, I um, did too. But I thought the romance was good. So it involves this 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 uh, pie person who's running this pie shop, um, and and like their big issue in the romance. So spoilers after this part is that like he is sort of like messed up because he has this bad relationship with his father who hasn't talked to him seventeen years because he got a girl pregnant and then she got an abortion and it was fine. Uh, in the end, but he but like his dad hasn't talked to him, and I enjoyed the fact that like. His dad talks to him, and it's not the end of the romance novel because their relationship is still fucked up. And then, like, basically, his dad leaves his his mom leaves his dad over it nearly, and then like that's what causes um, the his dad to like really reexamine it. And like, I liked the fact that it wasn't like a clean thing; like, they still had to work yeah. through their feelings of abandonment. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really cute. I liked a lot of the food. Um, I found this to be like a really a really good romance. I will say that at times I didn't like the main character Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I did like the idea that she was really desperate for friends because I've moved to a new place and Wendy, you have moved to new places and like mm-hmm. finding friends is like really important and I liked how it was focused on it. But also like basically um, the main love interest um, breaks up with her. And she's like has the the like the ability to like understand that it has to do with her like his like bullshit relationship with his dad and doesn't relate with her. And I felt like that was kind of pushing. Like I'd still be kind of annoyed that my boyfriend broke up with me, yeah, over like a different relationship. And I don't know if like I felt like that was a little bit too prescient, you know, mm-hmm. like a little bit too like she knew it was why also he was like doing it. Pretty romance novelly, like that's a trope. Is to just, like, break up with someone in order to avoid pain later on. It's like, I mean, dude, you were already in in this. But, yeah, that was weird. (laughs) That he was like, my father doesn't love me, therefore we should not be in a relationship. Like, maybe he shouldn't have, like, it shouldn't have been, like, that much of a turnaround. Like Like, his father didn't love him in the first place. For 17 years and then he finally did something that they like almost agreed on and then um and then his father flipped the tables at the last minute and that's when he like loses it which is strange mm-hmm. you would think that it would happen before also 17 years man 
That sucks. That's a long time. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the banter was pretty great. The food was pretty great. The characters were okay. And the conflict was not great. <laughs> I mean, it was all right, but, <laughs> um, I, the hardest point that I had with this book was when they were having that conversation, the, um, him and his father of like, you know, like, okay, so this dude who, um, who is a immigrant from China, Hong Kong, man, I I really need to work on that. Yeah. 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 I mean. Some part of some part of China, maybe mm-hmm. Hong Kong. Yeah. Because I know that they're really into Hong Kong style, the Hong Kong cafe. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember. And he, so he decides to not talk to his son for 17 years, which is pretty extreme. Um, and then suddenly his son throws a party and then suddenly it's fine. He gets it. Like, I, I don't know how the fuck he would get it. Like, he would be like, I mean, somebody who makes that decision to to ostracize their own son and balks at every attempt he has ever made to repair any relationship with his son is okay, like, is seduced by a party? That's it? And <laughs> He's like, well, if you throw a party for me, you know, all, <laughs> yeah. it's all different. Obviously, we didn't have that. We didn't have this um, reconciliation 17 years ago or 12 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago because you didn't have enough money to throw me a party, you know? <laughs> and he, he just seemed like, I don't know, like, that's not a very emotionally intelligent thing to do is to is to just ostracize someone in your family, you know, like you are not, you're not like firing on all of the nuances of human interaction. And suddenly he says, he's sorry. He like talks about his motivations. He talks about how he like, um, he takes responsibility, which is amazing. Who, who takes responsibility in this world? Who, Mm -hmm. you know, um, <laughs> our own president is just like, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. It was fine. <laughs> um, but like, he takes responsibility. And then he's like, I love you, son. And everything is forgiven. And then <laughs> Sarah walks in. And he's like, holy fuck. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Women, women, women. <laughs> and it's like, what, what, what is your problem, dude? I, th- I think um, some of the things were interesting, like the cultural um, differences, you know, like the whole the whole anecdote about um, they don't want to pay for the they they want to like different different people want to pay for the bill and they will go to extreme lengths to pay for the bill of the restaurant. You know, mm-hmm. that was pretty interesting, but I feel like th- they lost the character a lot because um, on one part. The father was like, you brought dishonor to this family. And then in another part, he said, but that's on me. Like, not about the dishonor part, but like him ostracizing him. Like, he was like, but that's on me. Like, who who would say dishonor and also that's on me in the same like paragraph? <laughs> like, what kind of character is this? 
Does he like have some sort of, you know, stereotypical accent and uses antiquated, you know, um, words or not? <laughs> That's on me is a very specific demographic that would say that, you know, bikers, for mm. instance. I think Own the Wind, they said that's on me, like, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. My other problem is reading this book during COVID is, like, one of the cute things that happens early in the romance novel is the main love interest... Um, God, what's his name? Um, sorry. Uh, um, Josh? The ma- Josh. He walks into the pie place, and he... Um, and he orders a pie, and he eats the pie, and it's delicious, and they describe it. And then um, she's like, Sarah's like, you got a little something on your face. And she reaches out, and she wipes something off his face mm-hmm. with, like, her hand. And I'm like, don't be touching people's faces. <laughs> don't be doing that. Social don't, distancing. Don't touch Wash your, your face. Don't touch other people's faces. No, 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 no. Stop it. It is so hard to remember to not touch your own face. But like, the don't touch other people's faces, that's an easy one. Don't touch other people's faces. That's a, you know, 100 level (laughs) course. (laughs) Like, that's just like common sense. Also schmutz. Like, she was like, you got some schmutz. And then she, she like got it off. Like, I would be like, whoa, you're in my boundaries. That's not good. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, hot. it was a weird thing to do. But also, he was hot in a Henley. I mean, I... And would you really, though? Would you really go, you got some smuts on this hot dude that's standing in front of you? Like... No. I would not no, touch it. Like, I would be less likely to touch somebody who's really hot that I just met. hmm You don't know anything about him. Yeah. He could have mouth crabs. What? <laughs> what happened? That's right. He could have mouth crap. <laughs> yes. That's Has he been tested? I'm doubling down on it. <laughs> yep. 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 That's a, that's a good thing that I just said. Um. Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't think it was, like, particularly good. And I also, like, it made me think a lot about the kiss quotient and the the great um cultural and and you know inner life of the of the family that is Vietnamese and it just did not pass muster to the kiss quotient experience you know yeah like i think it didn't really expose a lot about chinese culture mm-hmm. um it it also like i think at times had a little bit of a happy go aw shucks about like the multiculturalism of Toronto mm-hmm. that I felt was like kind of exhausting at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, yeah, that it, 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 it didn't have the same like peek into another world um, that, that it kind of needed to have. Mm-hmm. And here's Sarah going, I want to live in Toronto because there's so much diverse di- there's so there's such diversity here you know like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like cool all right but then you own like a pie shop that's probably like the whitest thing you could possibly <laughs> yeah and also she goes home and her mom is like almost out and out racist 
And, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. I feel like you should call people on it instead of being like, yeah. she's racist and it's awkward. But it wasn't even like that. It was like, I don't know how my mom will feel about it because she's, you know, like she didn't want to say the word racist or like imply it. She was just like, she's, she's a person, you know, little, little, um, permissive of that kind yeah, of experience. Yeah. And yeah, like it was kind of not cool what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also the book was good at calling out the fact that Josh explains the idea of pie and oh, some yeah. pie jokes. He mansplains. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then you're, and then that becomes like an issue for not as long as I thought it should be an issue. Mm-hmm. She was like, real mad about it. She was pretty pissed. I also kind of liked that he explained it because I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm much smarter than you think I am. And I'm like, I'm not, I guess. Thank you for explaining. I also liked that um, that Josh sends a, like a, you know, I've done that too, where you, where you like compose an email two or three different ways. Oh, and yeah. Then, <laughs> but then he left like the old email on the bottom uh-huh. and like the awkward one that he had like rejected. And then he sent them both and being like traumatized. I found that very relatable mm-hmm. as like an email thing that happens. Yeah. Um, That's so that, true. That was cute. Yeah. I thought that was a very modern um, relationship. Oh, and I wanted to talk about the fact this cute, this book uses, does a really good job with texting. Mm-hmm. I thought. You know, because there's that part where, like, things escalate kind of quickly when they're, like, taking, you know, like, take a picture of yourself or whatever, how it's going. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, like, had a lot of romantic tension Mm -hmm. in which, like, you you almost were, like, with the characters that time with, like, oh, he likes me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I felt like that was well done. Like, the texting kind of, you know, going kind of more and more into it as they went. That was cute. They were cute. It was, you know, it was good. I I had a hard time finishing it for some reason. Yeah. I also, well, the last bit of it, 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 it was hard to keep up because, like, she at one point she's like, remember that one time when he helped me with my menstrual cramps? I'm like, girl, that was Wednesday. It's the same week. <laughs> yeah. like you cannot remember that one time that was literally four days ago like 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 my like you could hear her going like and we go home together (laughs) you know like she was making like this montage of it i'm like this is a one week relationship girl i'm a little concerned about you yeah they they go super fast in their relationship but that's that's fine (laughs) <laughs> that's romance right yeah um also i love how he was like i'm not just sleeping around with my caterer she's she's my girlfriend and he was like how long has it been how long have you guys have been seeing each other two weeks two weeks you're totally lying to me <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like i mean yeah kind of at point like first of all get out of his space first you know, because he's he's a grown man and he can decide who to have sex with. But also, two weeks is is pretty pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't oversell it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Early early in the book, I put a quote. There was a quote of um, 
Let me get to it. Where she's like in there and she's talking about like she's making pies because she does pies. Mm-hmm. And um and like she's listing the pies that she is making. Mm-hmm. Um and let me let me it's just like a list of pies and I, I put the quote the, the thing on the side, please continue. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> now we know. Like, I'm I'm interested in this in this uh in this content, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Oh yeah, it's on the, really early in the book in chapter two. I'm also making two chocolate tarts, one spiced apple pie, one key lime pie, two lemon meringue pies, and one pear ginger ca- pie." Mm-hmm. And I wrote next to it, "Please continue. <laughs> like, Tell me more about these pies." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I did pick this because I knew you would love. The food. <laughs> this is a nerd slash food jo- subgenre. Because food is a subgenre. Cupcakes, yeah. pies. I don't know. Other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So um, what are we reading next time, Alana? We are going to the Bollywood subgenre. What? what? Um, you know, and we're going to read A Bollywood Affair by Sonali Dev. And I'll read a little bit. Uh, Millie Washud is a, hasn't seen her husband in 20 years, not since he, she promised to him at the age of four. Yet marriage has allowed Millie a freedom rarely given to girls in her village. Her grandmother has even allowed her to leave India and study in, the, in America for eight months, all to make her a perfect modern wife. What exact, which is exactly what Millie longs to be if her husband could just come and claim her. Bollywood's favorite director, Samir Rashid, has come to a Michigan to secure a divorce for his older brother. Persuading a naive village girl to sign the paper should be easy for someone with Samir's tabloid famous charm, but Millie is neither a fool nor a gold digger, open-minded yet open-hearted yet complex. She's been trying to reconcile her independence with cherished traditions, and before she can stop herself, Samir is immersed in Millie's life cooking her doll and rotis, escorting her to her roommate's elaborate Indian wedding, and wondering where her, his loyalties and happiness lie. Heartfelt, witty, and thoroughly engaging, Sonari Dev's debut is uh, both a vivid exploration of modern India and a deeply honest story of love in all its diversity. Fun! Cute. So, Cute. so it's his brother that is married to her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. That is cute. So yeah, we're gonna do Bollywood, Bollywood next time. Yay! Yay! Thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available monthly on iTunes. For extra bonus features on this episode, you can visit gwenwendy.com slash getting lit, where you can also read more about Wendy. You can follow Alana on Twitter at Librarian Alana. What's the best type of romance novel, Wendy? The trashy kind with lots of descriptions of food. Yay! Yay! Wendy and Alana's podcast. Wendy and Alana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo!